0: We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go.
1: Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. I am your host, Rye Russell, and I'm really excited to bring another incredible guest to the show, uh, Matthew Sullivan. Matthew, thank you so much for agreeing to join us.
2: Right. Thank you for having me on.
1: So Matthew I would love to start you know for our audience you know we have members that are that are new to real estate or even exploring if real estate has a place for them to the seasoned professional that's worked you know many large deals and so I would love to learn a little bit about how you got into real estate and what types of projects you're working on. Great well we um well I I
2: came to the US uh, almost 7 years ago um and I'm originally from the UK, and uh, property or real estate is something that i 've always been very interested in. but um, in my career has been very entrepreneurial, so I uh, very much focused on other things such as telecommunications or finance or uh, you, you know uh, all sorts of other uh, you know, sort of software development. so um, when I moved here, um, I absolutely was determined to learn about real estate in the u s so not only did I come here um knowing very little about the United States and how to do business in the u s so that was a blank canvas for me but um my um goal was to be as uh, to try and get involved and do whatever I was going to do in the real estate world um and what I began to learn from an outsider's perspective, is that real estate in the US is completely different to the UK. It is enormous. It is far larger in terms of its breadth and its height, its width, the number of opportunities, uh, the number of different types of activities that you can get involved with as a lender, as a borrower, as a, as a builder, um, as uh, someone that can fix and flip properties as a wholesaler, as you know, there are endless numbers of strata within, uh, real estate. And um, so there is a home for everyone, I think we you know within that stack. Um, so what I did is I started off by, um, getting involved with, um, something that really brought together all of the things that I, Uh, Had learned over the last few years. And so I set up um, a a, a real estate crowdfunding company um, called CrowdVenture, um, which was one of the very early uh, real estate crowdfunding companies that came out of the change in legislation from the Jobs Act that enabled online um, syndication to happen. In other words, it enabled people who had deals to be able to advertise those to the the general public uh, in a compliant way. And so really that brought together a number of things, but one of the first things I needed to do was find someone with real estate expertise. Uh, and that's how um, I found the partners that, you know, uh, and thankfully the people that I met then were, you know, people that we I still work incredibly closely with today. Um, so uh, pretty much everything I've learned has been from people that have had deck um in dealing with you know you know this particular type of real estate i'll take a breather there because otherwise i think i will continue to speak for you know the you know the, the rest of the week actually
1: well i i love it thank you matthew i was curious because you know, obviously a, a lot of our audience is is here in the us what are you know you mentioned kind of the that stack of of opportunities here that people can get in and participate in i was wondering what some of the most significant differences was that you saw when you first kind of arrived in this? Well, again, just the
2: scale, the scale and the ability for um, people to get involved at every level. So what I started doing, I, I landed in Southern California in Orange County and, you know, I, I was there for the first five, six years. We moved uh, to just outside Salt Lake city in Utah a few months ago and um, but, in Orange county, the um, what I did was just joined every real estate meetup group i could I could find. Um, and there are a number of these groups where, um bit by bit, you're exposed to all sorts of different types of you know real estate opportunities. Um, and you know th- everything from being a hard money lender, Um, to being someone that's a developer, to people that set up small funds, people that bring groups together to syndicate deals. So, you know, that's where I began to learn um, who the players are. And you find that there are people that are ordinary people that, you know, don't come from financial or real estate backgrounds that start by, by starting. So, you know, one of the critical things was, you know, how do you get involved or how do you start in real estate? Well, you know, the trick is you've got to start. You know, so you've got to do something because the only way that you can really figure out. Um, is by doing something. And if you're doing it with your own money, then that tends to make you pretty focused uh, on, on what's happening. So there are, um, and I think COVID has obviously made a big impact on this. So hopefully all of this will come back, um, you know, soon, but, you know, the opportunities to learn from people, people tend to be very sharing, particularly from all the groups and they're very happy. Uh, and I think really then, you um, one sort of learns about uh, private money. So how are deals funded? So you have, you know, you have funds, you have syndications, you have individual investors, you have groups of people that come together and work with deal sponsors, people that find the deal. So uh, you begin to see all of the various different opportunities and who the players are, um, because you're not dealing with large commercial transactions. You're not dealing with, um, you, you know, h- you know huge construction finance companies. You're, so a lot of the experience that I gained was how to work in a collaborative way with all of the various people within the real estate transaction, um, you know, sort of chain or sort of food chain, as it were.
1: Um, and something I hear as a common theme is is this concept of networking, whether you're just getting in and you're looking for a mentor or you're looking for a network to learn from and, and to teach into. I find that so many of us, when we first get in, it's, it's really going to these meetups. It's meeting other individuals that, that are working in this space and working as a collective to accomplish a goal.
2: Yes. And I think really that's because most people realize that you cannot do all of you know you cannot do the deals on your own. Um and and I think if you find if you have the greedy people that want to try and own the deals um then you know they don't always end up as successful as they would like to be. Um so it is very much um again at the individual or the small investor or the small developer level. It's all about Learning from other people's experiences because you will make the same mistakes that they made unless. Um, you listen to them and they are very willing to sort of share their experiences. So, you know, just just simple things like people, ha- how, what the real numbers are, if you buy a rental property somewhere, what are you actually going to get each month after all the costs, after the toilets, tenants, trash, you know, and, uh, termites, um, have, you know, eaten into your profits literally and metaphorically. Um, so, you know, things, uh, that I learned really is that partnership collaboration um, sharing, working together, realizing what your skill sets are. Because most people that come into real estate come from an area of success or strength from another. An, another, They, they bring um, skills that are easily transferable into real estate because real estate is, um, you know, it's a it's a doing thing. Um, and unless you want to be very passive. And the other thing that one learned is that you have to view it as a Business. If you're an active real estate investor, it's a business. You know, you cannot shortcut. You have to understand research, all the things you would do with any normal business. Apply those to real estate.
1: Our founders, Annie and Julie. From Goodig Investments, they they met kind of what you're saying. You know, they met at that networking event. They complemented, you know, each other's strengths, and they had an expertise and a discipline that was so totally different. And obviously, we're talking about real estate syndication. And so, Matthew, I'd I'd love to ask, what does a successful syndication deal look like in your eyes?
2: Well, you've got, um, and again, my experience is, uh, working with, you know, uh, indirectly with developers and investors through fund structures that we've put in place. So my, um, the caveat to what I'm about to say is that I don't have the same direct connection with the developers as other people in my team do. Um, but the experience is that, uh, everything has to work together. So the investors have to understand what is happening with the development, what the processes are, um, what the timeline is, what can go wrong, what the impact is if things go wrong in terms of delays, or um, because if you're in a development project, there are so many moving parts that are outside of your control in terms of you know permitting and you know asbestos removal and you know all these things that come out of left field. So you know what we've learned when you're creating. Funds, which is really a form of you know syndication, um, but but on a longer term basis, where you've got properties moving in and out of the structure, is just setting expectations on both sides. Do the investors fully understand what the risks are, what the timelines are? A, an eighteen month loan could turn into a five year project, um, and so you know the things that we've learned is just transparency uh, is critical. In other words, do not set expectations that are not achievable or are unlikely to be achieved. Be completely transparent and upfront about all of the risks, all of the moving parts in the project to both sides. So the developers need to understand what the investors' expectations are, so that they don't, uh, you know, uh, you know, fail to deliver. And similarly, the investors need to understand the challenges of the project. And um, I think that way that that transparency, A, it protects you as a sponsor and as someone putting these still together, but also it means that everybody starts the process with the same understanding, which is much more um, likely to lead to a, a long-term collaborative
1: relationship. That's amazing. And thank you so much for, for kind of breaking that down for us because I th- there are these many facets to, to syndication. And one of the things that interests me so much is the relationship with investors. And you hit on the transparency. You have to be transparent about the goods, the bads, and the uglies of, of a project in order to really understand what you're investing in. And are there any other tips that, that you have or suggestions of, of how to really kind of put together or what strong investor relations should look like? Uh, I I think, um,
2: you know, regular reporting, uh, there is a balance between um, giving investors too much information um, because, again, uh, a passive investor, and we talk about passive investors here in real estate projects, invest passively because they do not want to be actively involved. Um, and so, if you provide them with too much information, in other words, too much detail that they cannot put into context, then what that does is it creates issues for you as a manager or a deal sponsor, um, because you then create questions that um, obviously have to be answered. So, there is a balance between the amount of in- in- information that you provide. Um, and the detail of that uh, information to make sure that your investors are fully informed of what's happening and what is likely to happen. Um, because otherwise, uh, you know, investors tend to be naturally curious because they're passive, but they want to be active in the sense that they sure. want to be involved. So managing investors is really this combination of making sure that they have all the information that they need without giving them um, uh, something that will cause you to be able to not to do your job to the best of your ability because you're constantly providing them with information that is actually not something that is terribly useful to them in the in, in, in the long run.
1: And if I'm understanding correctly, too much information could potentially lead an investor to feel like maybe this isn't a passive investment. Maybe they're going to have to take on a, a more active, you know, kind of role and it can overwhelm them, I, I would say, in some sense. Yeah. yeah. And again, that's the
2: balance. Again, it's you're not one doesn't want to be patronizing or defensive or non-transparent, uh, but one has to really just understand um what uh, information the investor wants and needs to be able to gauge the success and the risk of their investment but that's why it's so important from the outset to make sure that everybody understands what the risks are when they go in and what um <clears throat> what needs to happen if they if they want to get out at any particular point <clears throat>
1: and you mentioned these you know the different components of syndication the different verticals that you can get into with real estate i'm wondering personally what are your favorite types of deals
2: well the company that i that i run is a company called quantumari um we f- focus on residential real estate where we help homeowners unlock the equity in their home without taking on debt. So what we've developed over the last three years, um, along with another number of other companies in the space, is a financial tool um, that is an investment on one side for people that want to get access or exposure to residential real estate, but it gives them exposure to homes that are not for sale. So in other words, if you're a homeowner and you have equity and you want to unlock that equity and access it without having to go deeper into debt, our home equity agreements, which act as an option, enable investors to buy into some of the potential future appreciation of your home. Um, And that gives you, as a homeowner, a lump sum, which you can Spend whichever way you want, which does not appear as debt on your, um, you know, on your you know, credit report, uh, and allows you to be very flexible with how you spend it. So that's a, um, f- that's a, a really interesting, very scalable um, real estate asset class, and there's eighteen trillion dollars worth of residential real estate equity. Um, so. That's something that we've been working on um, really tirelessly for the last three years. And every day, it's still really exciting for us because we feel that we are, um, you know, creating something that could become, um, you know, similar in scale to, uh, you know, mortgages and uh, home equity lines of credit.
1: Well, it's a very creative financial tool, you know, in in I really appreciate you introducing us to, to that concept because, you can be and you can participate in real estate investment. And, and I think you really kind of hit on this. If you're just a homeowner, you know, that it's that you're not just a homeowner, you've made an investment into a piece of real estate that is a, a big financial, you know, hopefully, you know, nest egg, yeah. you know, for the future, but it, it doesn't necessarily work out that way. And so I've always looked at any individual that participates in a real estate deal as a potential investor. And it sounds like you are providing tools and kind of a a roadmap for people to maybe see a new way of getting into real estate.
2: Yeah. And it's it's a different asset class. What we're doing is we're creating the ability for people to invest in an asset class, which currently is not available because the instruments are not there to give people that exposure. So the home equity agreement or home equity investment is a type of structure that enables investors on one side to buy into the potential appreciation of residential real estate that's owner-occupied. And the, the real difference is that these investments are made in properties that are owned and occupied by the same person, as opposed to investing in, uh, in, you know, properties that you rent out. Um, now, Now that serves two really good purposes. One, it creates a new investment that has a very attractive return profile, but also for the homeowner, it gives them a lump sum that potentially enables them to diversify out of Their single concentrated real estate investment, which is their home, into other real estate transactions. So, if you've got half a million dollars worth of equity that we can unlock for you, you can use that to buy into other investment properties, to fund your investment in a syndication, to diversify out of your home and put that money to work in a way that could give you a much better return than just leaving it, you know, in the one place. And you have the added benefit of having additional equity, I mean, additional liquidity so that you can move around in, into and out of different investments without that burden of monthly payments or additional debt.
1: I really appreciate that you use the word unlocked because mm. I feel like anything in real estate as an individual, it can seem overwhelming. And there's all of these secrets, if you yes. will. And there's individuals like yourself and, and like our team that they're not secrets. You know, we're, we're trying to share education with the world and we're trying to give everybody the yes. key It is. And it's
2: about, you know, the successful so-called secrets. They're trades. They're exchanges. In our situation, the exchange is, I'm an investor and I want access to the potential appreciation of your property. And on the other side of the trade is, I'm a homeowner. I have an asset that is not doing anything for me because I can't get my hands on the value. So why don't we trade? You give me some cash. I'll give you some of the potential future increase. Now, that sounds something fabulous because suddenly I'm a homeowner. I get to stay in my home. I have all the rights and privileges of home ownership. I don't have to share my spare room with an investor. Um, I don't have to worry about monthly payments or the bank foreclosing, but I've got this cash lump sum. Now the investor on the other side is saying, great, I'm just going to sit here and wait. As your property appreciates, the value of my investment goes up. When the contract reaches its term, which can be up to 30 years, then... Know, I, I get liquidity, so um, a lot of these things that people think are too good to be true are simple trades or exchanges of value that make perfect sense, um, but they're just not mainstream. And you know, as I said, people's natural reaction is, um, I don't understand this, I haven't heard of it, there's no bank involved, so therefore, you know, it's something that I shouldn't touch, and so the you know part of the challenge is educating people that there are all sorts of different variations of trades and exchanges of value within real estate as a whole that are perfectly straightforward um, and make perfect sense on both sides but enable you know really interesting things to happen
1: Incredible, and and Matthew, thank you so much again for joining us. I'm really excited, and for the audience tuning in at home right now, what is the best way for them to connect with you further or to learn some of these things?
2: Uh, well, we have our you know website QuantumRE, RE, um, which is Q U A N T M. RE as in real estate, Um, all of our contact details are there. That is our business, which is the um, home equity agreement, the uh, home equity um, uh, investment business. Um, We currently work with hedge funds and institutions, and we are planning next year um, to roll out the opportunity for private investors to get involved in this asset class. But if you go to quantumre.com, everyone is there contact details, you know, information, you know, this, this, this podcast will be there so people can watch it over and over again. Um, and, uh, you you know, you can reach out and, and we would be delighted to answer any questions that you have.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much. And of course, we will add that link and all other links in our show notes. So for those of you tuning in at home, just head over there, Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. And we are always so grateful for you tuning in and joining us. And we're thank you for Matt and his time today. And we hope to to see you again soon, Matt.
2: Thank you very much, right? It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
1: Of course. And again, Real Estate Syndication Spotlight, check us out and we hope to see you again soon.
0: Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com and please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you.